0: You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN News Talk of North Alabama. Phil Williams, host of Right Side Radio. Glad you are with us. Hey, listen, it's going to be a great show. I mean, I'm excited about this one. And uh, yeah, I don't know how this happened. Somehow or another, we have allowed the unthinkable to occur, and Copper has taken a vacation day and is no longer here, or is not here for the day. But luckily, my broadcast brother Michael Yaffe is here to run the board. Uh, Yaffe, how you doing today, man? I'm good. I know it's kind of like a parallel universe or something, but no, it's going <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I know we got we got all the whole crew. All we need is Dale Jackson to walk in and tell us what to do. All I mean, right. it'd be yeah well hey thanks for running the board man i I really appreciate it so in the army by the way yaffe uh, i was what they called a push to talk guy i mean i i didn't know how the radio worked i just wanted to be able to push the button and talk to somebody and uh, so i admire the fact that you know what all those buttons and switches do so thank you very much yeah there's a reason why i've been in radio for a while now <laughs> i started at the bottom so <laughs> well you, you you make it look good so anyway thanks very much um, hey, folks, we got we got quite a show for you. Uh, I, I've got some great guests coming on. We've got topics that are that are hot right off the press. Uh, we're going to be talking about big tech and the fact that, and, and by the way, we're going to relate that back to the state, not just what's happening at the National. And in my monologue here in a minute, I'll cover some of that. And then at 2.30, we've got Major General Paulette Risher, who is coming on. She's with an organization now called Still Serving Veterans. I've told you that I'm going to try and constantly find a way to show you that there are good people doing good things and that what you're seeing in the news cycle is not everything in the world. Uh, Casey Wardinsky, running for Congress, is going to come in at 4 o'clock because there's some recent comments by our um, uh, you know, chairman of the Joint Chiefs and then also some budget issues that could affect Redstone Arsenal, and he's got some, uh, some thoughts on that. So we're going to cover down with him on that. And then uh, I'm extremely excited about the most important guest on the show today, Yaffe. Man, my wife's coming in. At three thirty, Charlene will be on the air with me at three thirty. Is this the first time she's come on? It's the first time she's come on this show. Yes, Uh, certainly not her first. You know, exploring of politics. She she started off. She was more political than me for, and still is in many ways. Um, When we were in college together, she was like talking about Henry Kissinger. I didn't know who that was. So that's you know that's that's where she is. But um, anyway, we'll do all that. But listen, uh, folks, you know the deal. I always start the show with what I call the right side way, trying to take a topic that is hot and in the news and break it down for you. And and, and if we're going to do this every single day, I mean, we've got to. Right now, have you seen the news? I mean, have you seen what's happening? Sometimes liberals accidentally let their inside words become outside words. And yesterday, the story broke that Facebook is collaborating with the Biden administration to flag Facebook posts that don't fit the narratives they want projected. That is literally happening. That was Jen Psaki, the press secretary for the president of the United States, who made that known. Now now listen, I'm a pragmatic optimist. I see the glass half full, generally speaking. I research it, but I usually see the half full glass. But there are times when my pragmatism outwears my optimism and I get mad. And when I say that this show is, you know, quote, solid, conservative, and just plain right, I'm using that word solid to describe the fact that I'm a researcher If I bring something to you, it's because I believe it. I've researched it, I trust my sources. Right now, I've got a stack of paper sitting here with me of all the things I pulled together for today's show. And when it comes to big tech overreach, I'm there, I'm mad. That glass is not half full anymore. Big tech right now, using big tech to get your news is like using an interpreter in a foreign country who doesn't accurately interpret what's being said. You think you understand now, but it doesn't really match reality because you were told the wrong version. Here's a case in point, happened to me personally. So I'm in Afghanistan in 2002, and, and I think I've told you before. I was on a small special operations team. We lived among the people. We didn't live in a base. And I had uh, a gentleman that I'd gotten to know. Uh, his name was Haji Rasul, and Haji Rasul came to see me one day. One of my guards, one of my interpreters, came and said, "Haji Rasul's at the gate." Well, he was an honored man in the area, so of course I went to the went to the gate, and I said, "Haji Rasul, what can I do for you?" And he was carrying some some watermelons because that's a that's a they grow those in in northern Afghanistan. And and he gave me these melons, and I said, "Haji Rasul," through my interpreter, "What what is what is this for?" And he said, "Bakshish, Bakshish." And I said to my interpreter, "Bakshish, what's that?" And my interpreter went, "Ah, uh, it's like, sir, it's like a a gift, a free gift that you don't have to return." And I said, "What a great what a great thing! What a great one-word concept! It's a free gift with no intent to return." Well, later on, one of my other interpreters, Hamid, who you've already met on the show sort of clarified. He goes, hey, sir, that wasn't really a good, accurate description. Baksheesh. what that really is is more like a bribe. He was trying to grease the skids, give you a little something to help things move forward. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's a totally different connotation. So what happens is with big tech, they do that. They take the story and they make it what they want it to be so that you will think differently than what you could be thinking if reality was presented to you. And they just coalesced with the liberal administration to make an intentional display of power and messaging. So now, credit where credit's due, singer-songwriter John Mayer, he nailed it with a particular line from one of his songs called Waiting on the World to Change. He said, quote, when they own the information, they can bend it all they want. And he was right. So yesterday, Jim Psaki circled back on an issue. The the Biden appointee, the Surgeon General, gave out a statement that says, quote, to impose clear consequences for accounts that repeatedly violate platform policies— well, he doesn't know his role. He's a Surgeon General. He is not supposed to be urging big tech companies to give consequences for violations of what he believes is information. He apparently has lost his place. And Pasaki, though, when she was questioned on it, confirmed that not only does the Biden administration collaborate with social media giants, but they are also actively proposing what content should be allowed, what content should be banned, what content and its creators should be deplatformed. She said this. Look it up. I'm sitting here watching a video of her saying it right now. And she's very proud of it. So the public sphere is dominated by online media platforms. Twitter, Facebook, Google have all been outed recently and outed hard on their persistent inability to evenly apply their own terms of use. And they're doing it now in conjunction with our government. So, I mean, it was frustrating enough to watch that from a distance, but not long ago, Twitter even blocked the Alabama Policy Institute, where I am, from being able to promote an op-ed on our state's coronavirus response that had already been published in multiple newspapers. I mean, really, we saw it happen to us. Let's put it in perspective. In 2019, a Pew research study found that 52% of American adults get their news from Facebook and 17% get it from Twitter. Well, that means that roughly 80% of all adults get their news uh, from these sources. That's a monopoly. Let's imagine it this way. Picture it like this. Let's say you moved to a small town and you found out that a private company was going to build all the roads in that town. So to get to work, school, or church, or even home, you had to drive on their roads. So imagine further if that same company then used its big influence to make sure that all the laws were drafted to ensure no one else could build more roads. And then once the laws were passed in their favor and they had built the roads and you were fully reliant on them and you had no other options, then that company told you what you had to wear, what you had to think, and what you could say while you were driving on their roads. In effect, that's where we are in the realm of online information. Big Tech owns the roads and we can't get around without them. And man, they got the laws written in their favor. Two I'm going to point out to you. In the common law is a case called New York Times v. Sullivan that actually stemmed out of Alabama. And New York Times B. Sullivan said, you can say whatever you want, basically, against a public figure and get away with it because they're a public figure. Now, that's a a huge paraphrase. But what that basically means is all the stuff you saw about Donald Trump being slandered in the news, they can get away with it because he's simply a public figure. Chief Justice, or excuse me, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas has recently said it's time to re-examine New York Times v. Sullivan. But then you combine the Sullivan case immunities with what is commonly known as Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act. That literally is an act that was passed to try and prevent online porn from getting in the hands of minors. But what it did was it was written into Section 230 that they could Uh, screen content and block certain things if it was deemed offensive. Well, it was related to pornography, but now it means anything that snowflakes want to consider a trigger word or call offensive or what the Biden administration now says is misinformation. So if you don't like a moderate Democrat like Tulsi Gabbard, no problem. Google doesn't let her ads trend. If you don't like President Trump, no problem. Make sure unsubstantiated stories about his taxes get widespread dissemination. If you do like President Biden, make sure you ban that story about Hunter Biden's laptop. You don't like Christians wanting to gather to worship in a pandemic? No, no problem, shut down their accounts. But don't ever limit the ayatollahs in Iran from calling for the destruction of Israel. These are real problems and they are happening right now. They have made themselves indispensable. The whole world gets their news from them and their lobbyists have helped to make the laws even stronger for them. But at the very least, we're starting to see cracks in the armor. Just this morning, Senator Mike Lee was on Fox and I heard him specifically say, We're going to flip the House in 2022 and we're going to flip the Senate and we're coming after Section 230. That's what he said. He better stick to it because in 2022, if we get back the House and the Senate, then by God, we've got to get back the right to have freedom of speech in all these forums that are now considered public forums. Those are the modern day public square. Privately owned, yes, but they're also indispensable, which makes them the public square. All right, folks, that's a wrap on the Right Side Way for this week. Go ahead and cue it up, Yaffe. We're going to be moving here to a break. But, folks, I'm excited about this show. So much in the news. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. It's a target-rich environment. And, yes, I'm a pragmatic optimist. And, yes, there are good things happening. And we're going to talk about some of those, too. we got plenty on the plate. If you're going to want to hear more about it. We'll be right back after this.